This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Reaction to the sentence for Andrew Barry, guilty of killing his daughters Aubrey and Chloe. I'm not sure satisfied is the right word. Uh, relieved that it's finished. But it may not be finished after all. New developments and who the mother says should share the blame. Widespread snowfall warnings. The region's hit hardest by this first blast of winter. And a violent assault on a city bus caught on camera. Do you recognize the suspect? You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. Andrew Barry, the Oak Bay father who killed his young daughters on Christmas Day two years ago, has to spend at least 22 years behind bars before being eligible for parole. The judge sentencing Barry today and calling his crimes against his daughters heinous. Global's Brad McLeod has reaction, including from the little girl's mother and the surprise that came shortly after sentencing. Judge Miriam Gropper used words like vengeful and vicious to describe what Andrew Barry did to his daughters Chloe 6 and Aubrey 4 on Christmas morning two years ago. And today, an unemotional Barry was made to stand and hear his fate. He will serve his two life sentences concurrently, and he cannot apply for parole for 22 years. Relieved that it's finished and uh, pleased that the community can perhaps start to get some uh, closure and some peace. And it's affected many in Oak Bay. Two precious little innocent girls were taken from our community. And, uh, and we'll, we'll move on together. Sarah Cotton, the girl's mother, released a statement after the sentence was read. While I'm so relieved that this part of the judicial process is over, there is no length of sentence that is appropriate for the depth of crimes Andrew committed. Having said this, I support the sentencing decision made by Madam Justice Gropper this morning. In September, Andrew Barry was found guilty of murdering his daughters in their beds, using a bat and stabbing them repeatedly. The trial jury and Judge Gropper dismissing Barry's allegations that a dark-skinned man killed the girls and left Barry naked, bleeding in the bathtub of his Oak Bay apartment, saying his take was impossible and made no sense considering the evidence at the scene. While half the jury recommended Barry serve his two life sentences back-to-back, -back, Judge Gropper decided he would serve them at the same time, something both the prosecution and defense agreed on. As uh, her ladyship said, uh, each of the sentences was higher than it would be otherwise if it was just one murder that he was found guilty of. So it's not as though he's getting some sort of discount for um, there being two children murdered. He, that is being factored in by the court. As for the idea of closure... It remains elusive for many. I can honestly tell you I feel nothing positive from today. Um, nothing changed um, from two years ago on Christmas. Andrew Barry's lawyers have confirmed they've filed a notice of appeal.
All right, Brad McLeod joins us from Victoria with more. Brad, Sarah Cotton, the girl's mother, also had some harsh criticism for the province. That's right. In the same statement where she supported the judge's determination, well, she wrote this to the ministry. I believe the Family Law System and Ministry of Children and Family Education uh, Development, pardon me, failed us leading up to the girls' deaths. My concerns made to the ministry about my children's well-being in their father's care and Andrew's mental health fell on deaf ears. Then my concerns that he had a personality disorder were not brought forward in any significant way through the family court process. I can only hope that the changes will be made throughout the family law system so that tragedies such as ours do not happen again. Now, we did reach out to the ministry and they did get back to us with this statement. Uh, we extend our deepest condolences to the family and to all those affected by this tragedy. Every time someone makes a child protection report to the ministry, we look into the circumstances, assess the risk, and the parent's ability to pro provide care. Our government will also continue working on how we can improve the family justice system. Sophie. Live for us in Victoria tonight. And just like that, it feels like winter, dumping a lot of snow on the local mountains and pouring rain at lower elevations. There are weather warnings tonight, just as many are preparing to hit the roads for the holidays. Catherine Urquhart is live with a roundup of the wicked weather and some advice, Catherine, if anyone has to hit the roads. That's right, Chris. We are here in Dundarave at the Christmas tree display. Beautiful, but it is ugly out here. The rain is pounding down, and around the province, there are a number of weather warnings. A heavy snowfall warning has just been issued for motorists taking the Coquihalla and the Hope Princeton. We were actually planning on heading home tomorrow, but we left early today. So you, you knew this and you planned yeah. ahead? Oh, I didn't want to get stuck because I've got pulling a trailer here, so I don't want to get uh, stuck on the highway. Well, I've got extra clothing, jackets, gloves. Uh, I've got water, first aid kit. Um, f I'm full of fuel. Uh, you just have to be prepared to, if you're stopped for a couple of hours, or if other people need assistance. Heavy snow also expected in the Sea to Sky region. With heavy rain forecast in the Fraser Valley, motorists are scrambling to get their cars winter ready. Some motorists are scrambling to get snow tires. Several weather warnings have just been issued. Seven degrees and cooler, we always recommend that snow tires are warranted. You know, we're in that window of temperature right now. And in addition to that, to, to plan ahead in advance, whether that's checking drivebc.ca, but then also winterizing their emergency kit. Atop North Shore Mountains, snow and lots of it. Great news for skiers and snowboarders. Taking its time, but yeah, no, it's just really nice, really cool. Yeah, not too good. bad. It's really good. All right. Really good, awesome really good. day. It's pretty wet and heavy snow, but it's nice to still or to have some powder at least. Snowy and icy conditions have now prompted closure of the grouse grind. Again, conditions outside very challenging tonight. Motorists well advised to slow down and pedestrians to be highly visible. Chris, back to you. Excellent advice. Okay, thank you, Catherine. And we'll bring in meteorologist Yvonne Schell now to find out 
Who's going to get the worst of the rain and the snow, as well as how much, I guess, Yvonne? Yeah, accumulating snowfall in a significant amount. It's all courtesy of this atmospheric river that's taking aim across the southern half of the province. Here's the several warnings that we are keeping track of, and a significant snow will be for the interior. Higher amounts, especially if you're traveling along the mountain passes. Now, it intensifies this evening, continues through the day on Friday, and then easing off by the afternoon. The coca hall included, and potentially up to 75 centimeters. Lesser amounts for the connector 15 and up to 25 centimeters and the rainfall for the Fraser Valley eastern areas 15 up to 70 millimeters. Victoria very windy conditions this evening we're seeing gusts of up to 90 kilometers per hour and a snowfall warning along the sea to sky for Whistler 15 centimeters and the Pine Pass between four and up to eight centimeters. Also the avalanche warning has been upgraded to high I'll have more on that coming up very shortly. Chris. All right, Yvonne, thank you very much. And you mentioned the wind. We have a note on that, too. It's making the water very choppy. So if you are taking a BC ferry, best to check the schedule before you head out. We've already seen two earlier cancellations, so it's best to know before you go. Fair warning. Transit police are asking for the public's help to identify a suspect in a violent robbery on board a transit bus last month. Take a look at this surveillance video. It happened around 520 in the afternoon of November 6th. The suspect boarded the bus in the 2000 block of West 41st, approached another man and asked to exchange hats. Well, when the victim refused, the suspect allegedly grabbed the toque from the victim's head. When he tried to get it back, the suspect began violently punching the man. A good Samaritan intervened but was also allegedly punched. The suspect then got off the bus at the Marple bus loop. Transit police are also releasing additional video of the suspect in a store prior to the incident. This appears to be um, two people that didn't know each other at all. And this is over a hat. Now the, this, you know, this is a dispute over a hat, and and the suspect is willing to go to such a high level of violence over over a simple argument over a hat. Transit police are still wanting to speak to the Good Samaritan that intervened, and we're looking to speak to anybody that knows who the suspect is or witnessed this event. A Richmond man has been sentenced to 15 years in prison in connection with an elaborate fentanyl importation scheme. RCMP say the investigation began back in 2017 when the CBSA intercepted a three kilogram package of fentanyl and linked it to Yaroslav Orzel. RCMP followed the trail and found the importer was using rented post office boxes across Metro Vancouver to bring in illegal drugs from China. A search warrant at the suspect's home resulted in the seizure of another nine kilograms of fentanyl and other drugs, along with firearms and cash. Last month, Orzel was sentenced to 12 years for the drug charges and three years for the weapons charges. The sentence of 12 years for Mr. Orzel's illicit drug importation scheme is significant. In many ways, this sentence reflects the significant harm that could have been inflicted in our communities through the illicit sale and distribution of such a large quantity of fentanyl. We're hopeful that sentences such as this will act as a deterrent for anyone contemplating trafficking in illicit drugs. Such criminals should realize that there are real consequences for their actions. Plan ahead and expect delays, only this time it has nothing to do with the weather. That's the message from the city of Vancouver to anyone who regularly drives through downtown. Water main repairs will kick off early in the new year. 
Remember this one? There have been a number of significant water main breaks in the heart of the downtown along Georgia Street. This one was back in September. The pipes are almost 100 years old and they've reached the end of their service life. As a result, major repairs are set to begin January 6th. They'll be along West Georgia between Howe and Thurlow. They are not expected to be complete until April. Commuters can expect heavy delays during this time. In 2019, we responded to about 110 water main breaks throughout the city. We replaced 9.6 kilometers of aging water mains. Uh, and next year, we're planning to do 13.4 kilometers. Um, overall, the city has a total of uh, nearly 1,500 kilometers of pipe, and 27% and of these pipes are in poor or very poor condition. So Donald Trump is impeached. Now what? Why Democrats and Republicans are fighting over what happens next. Coming up on the News Hour. And it was a normal day at a Florida airport until this happened. The near miss for an employee at the car rental counter later. Right now, though, it's a part of your vehicle you probably never think about, but thieves know it's there and they're coming after it. The catalytic converter, a component of a vehicle's exhaust system. Aaron MacArthur has more on why thieves want it and who's their prime target. The sweet sound of a smooth running engine. Last week, Mark McDonald's truck not sounding so good. Thieves had boosted his catalytic converter. Underneath this, this piece right here, so it takes them about five minutes to cut through both pipes. Catalytic converters are worth a small fortune to thieves. Filled with precious metals, mostly platinum, they're cut out from underneath mostly larger trucks and SUVs and then sold for scrap. At muffler shops, the volume of business it creates is staggering. Well, this is where the cat was. They just cut it out, cut the sensor wires. And how many of these a week are you seeing? Well, we used to see five a week. ICBC covers stolen cat converters through comprehensive insurance. The Crown Corporation sees hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in claims. This year could set a record. Nearly a million dollars spent on repairs already. It really depends on um, a number of things, one of them being the, the, the cost uh, or the value of precious metals, which can be found in cat converters. The catalytic converters end up at scrapyards around Metro Vancouver. Joss Brothers in Surrey on its website promises up to $800 per converter. Police say scrap dealers a big part of the problem. If you don't know or if the individual can't tell you the origins of the catalytic converter, don't buy it. Uh, I, I think if uh, demand for the converters goes down, so will the supply. Aside from the cost of the claims, the financial impact of the crime is bigger than simply replacing a part. Not only is Mark McDonald out of pocket for his deductible, it's a hit to his bottom line. Oh, my truck's been down for three days. Can't pick up or deliver anything. It's a business I'm trying to run here. Aaron MacArthur, Global News. And a good reminder not to leave your vehicle unattended while warming it up. Surrey RCMP making an arrest in back-to-back -back thefts in Wally yesterday morning. They responded to the theft of a Ford Explorer in the 13800 block of Grosvenor Road. The vehicle had been left to warm up outside a home when it was stolen. A short time later, the Ford Explorer was abandoned in the driveway of a nearby residence where a second vehicle that had also been left to warm up was stolen. A short distance away, RCMP located that car and arrested a 35-year-old Surrey man. 
it's clear that the, the man was uh, observed stealing the first vehicle and felt that he was uh, likely to be caught if he kept on driving that vehicle. So uh, we uh, then assumed that uh, the second vehicle was taken in an attempt to uh, evade. A Maple Ridge man is accusing his municipality of being a bureaucratic Grinch this holiday season. Don Taylor likes to dress up as Santa for daycares and parties, and he has a large Christmas display, including a miniature village inside his home. He's been inviting people in to see the display and asking for donations to support the school that his son attends, who has autism. But he says the Maple Ridge Bylaw Department has told him he can't invite the public onto his property or take donations because that would be operating a business without a license. People can come up to your door and they can get Halloween candy and knock on your door and come into your garage if you've got Halloween displays and nobody ever comes down on them. It's by donation. I don't keep the money. I've spent more money. The deck I'm sitting in right now I paid to have built for this sleigh. I have to replace lights, I have to replace, I have to spend electricity. My door's open for four hours. No, I don't blame them on business. Oh, 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 the city of Maple Ridge says it's aware of the bad optics of shutting down Taylor's display, but says it has to make the safety and security of its citizens a priority when someone is violating bylaws, especially when children are involved. <coughs> Taylor says he's still going to open up his house on two more dates that he's promised in December. Well, last night we told you that the Salvation Army was sounding an alarm, saying its Christmas kettle donations were down 76% from last year. Yeah, new report says overall charitable donations by Canadians have hit a 20-year low and lag behind even the amount Americans give. Jill Bennett has the details. Well, I actually have a whole bag of stuff for charity. I just went and bought some stuff for some people in the treatment center. It's easy to find people doing good deeds, especially at this time of year. You guys give to charity at all during the holidays? We're actually doing this right now. We're just giving for my college, like for the cats and dogs. But according to the latest generosity index put out by the Fraser Institute, the amount Canadians give to charity has hit a 20-year low based on percentages claimed on taxes. BC does actually rank quite high um, in Canada. They're tied for second in terms of the percentage of income that they donate to charities. Um, so that's uh, one you know, silver lining that you could take um, in British Columbia. Um, but overall, they do, again, rank quite low in the overall rankings. It's unclear exactly why donations are on a downward trend, but there could be several factors. And what we found in the past is that things like after-tax incomes, so the amount of income you have um, at your disposal, also um, you know things like re religious affiliation, level of education, um, age of the population, these are all things that do contribute to individuals' decisions to make charitable donations. We're making Malaysian curry chicken. At the Union Gospel Mission, the need for donations grows every year, but there has also been a decline in the number of donors and the amount they are giving. The needs are escalating, um, and that ultimately means that people are suffering, people are struggling, and some people are dying from things that would otherwise be preventable if we could, as a society, only muster that much more generosity. But despite the decline in generosity, there are still examples of people going above and beyond. The annual CKNW Pledge Day held earlier this month brought in a record-breaking $2.8 million. Jill Bennett, Global News. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Surveillance video shows a truck barreling across the tarmac of a Florida airport and crashing right through a wall. That doesn't stop it, though. It proceeds to smash into the car rental counter, missing people by just a few feet. Needless to say, the damage was significant, but no one in the airport was hurt. The driver was injured, though, and charges are pending. They don't know at this point if alcohol was involved. Donald Trump has been impeached by the House, but tonight the next critical step in the process is still very much up in the air. The Democrats and Republicans are at an impasse over sending the charges to the Senate for a trial. Tonight, with the stain of impeachment still setting in, President Trump firing back. What does it feel like to be the third president in U.S. history to be impeached? Well, I don't feel like I'm being impeached because uh, it's a hoax. It's a setup. It's a horrible thing they did. And bringing in one of the two Democrats who voted no on both articles of impeachment. New Jersey Congressman Jeff Van Drew now switching parties to become a Republican. We're really happy to have Jeff on board. But now a new showdown over what happens next on Wednesday night after Democrats impeach the president. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi throwing the process into limbo and uncertainty, breaking historic precedent, vowing she will not send the articles to the Senate until she determines the top Senate Republican, Mitch McConnell, will hold a fair trial. Our founders, when they wrote the Constitution, uh, they suspected that there could be a rogue president. I don't think they suspected that we could have a rogue president and a rogue leader in the Senate at the same time. But McConnell blasting Pelosi's move, saying it proves Democrats' case is the, quote, thinnest and weakest in American history. Speaker Pelosi suggested that House Democrats may be too afraid, too afraid to even transmit their shoddy work product to the Senate. Mr. President, it looks like the prosecutors are getting cold feet. The top Senate Democrat says McConnell must call four current and former Trump administration officials to testify, including acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney and former national security advisor John Bolton. We ask, is the president's case so weak that none of the president's men can defend him under oath? The president responded. They don't want to put in their articles, their ridiculous, phony, fraudulent articles. They don't want to put them in because they're ashamed of them, because it's uh, what they've done is wrong. And it's bad for the country, very, very bad for the country. A controversial sentence today for three former students of an all-boys Catholic school in Toronto who pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting fellow students. The families of the boys are relieved with the sentence, but a lawyer for one of the victims calls it disappointing. Global's Jamie Marocker reports. The family members of three teens burst into tears, hugging their loved ones as the justice muttered the words, two years probation. Of course, I'm very pleased with the decision and as was already said, there was a great sense of relief in the courtroom. The boys, all 16 and former members of the St. Michael's College School football team, have spent the last year in and out of youth court. 
after pleading guilty to sexual assault with a weapon and assault with a weapon in two separate attacks last fall at the prestigious all-boys school. Assaults that were caught on video, resulting in one of the boys also pleading guilty to a child pornography charge. The youths have suffered throughout this process and to give them a period of jail would in essence be harming society as a whole because you would be robbing them of their growth. Personally, I think it's disappointing considering uh, we're talking about a sexual assault with, uh, with a broom. Lawyers Ian McKinnon and Justin Linden are representing one of the young victim's families in a $1.65 million civil case against the school. Our focus now is turning our attention to what went on at this school and why it is that our client's son was able to go to a school and not be safe. And while the civil case is still before the courts, lawyer Jeff Mason says a conclusion in the criminal proceedings will mean a fresh start for his client. My client has uh, certainly had ample time to reflect and ample time to consider uh, his actions and to uh, attempt to move forward. A sentiment easier said than done for the victims in this case, who in a written statement to the court explained they can forgive but we'll never be able to forget. Jamie Marocker, Global News. Italian police have arrested no fewer than 334 people in one of the largest anti-mob operations in the country's history. The police raids targeted the Drangheta organization, which has surpassed Sicily's Cosa Nostra to become the most powerful mafia group in Italy. Other arrests were made in Germany, Switzerland and Bulgaria. The possible charges include conspiracy, murder, extortion, loan sharking, and money laundering. An act of kindness caught on video in Australia. After a parched and dehydrated owl fell from a tree, an Australian couple jumped to the rescue. Mary Adam Dubioso filmed her husband hosing off the weakened bird. She says the owl also drank the water while it was being sprayed. Temperatures in some parts of Australia have set all-time records, some places hitting 50 degrees. In Health Matters tonight, a new study shows the number of young people who start vaping at an early age is skyrocketing. Researchers from the University of Michigan studied survey data from nearly 26,000 teens and found more than a quarter of e-cigarette users say they started vaping when they were 14 or younger. That's more than triple the number in 2014. As of this month, 14 cases of vaping-related lung illness have been reported in Canada. Isn't nature awesome? Once again, Mother Nature proving she can put anyone's Christmas lights to shame. This stunning display of the northern lights captured in the sky above Lapland in Finland. Because this area gets just a few short hours of daylight during this time of year, the show lasted nine hours. Science lesson here, northern lights are the result of collisions between electrically charged particles from the sun and gaseous particles in the Earth's atmosphere. Well, another major voice has been added to the growing chorus calling on the government to act immediately to clear that massive slide from the Fraser River near Big Bar in the interior. As Linda Aylesworth reports, the Pacific Salmon Foundation says there's a small window of only a couple of months to save some species of salmon from virtual extinction. The mighty Fraser was recently deemed the most critically endangered river in the province, if not the country. We had the worst return and record of our Fraser River sockeye this year, and we had very low returns of Chinook, as we know, which the southern rail resident killer whales depend on. Making matters even worse, 
the massive Big Bar rock slide earlier this year that blocked the passage of those struggling salmon to their spawning grounds. The hill slopes are way steeper, the, the canyon is higher, the water is bigger than anyone can imagine who hasn't been at the site. They are factors that have made the work to clear the blockage difficult and dangerous. But while the Pacific Salmon Foundation applauded the government's initial efforts, they fear the matter has become less of a priority. Once the fish migration stopped, the work also seemed to stop at Big Bar. So that would be roughly October. The problem? If the slide is to be cleared, the best opportunity is between now and February, when the water levels are low. When they're at their lowest level, that's when you can see most of the rock that fell into the river, and it's your best chance to get at it and do something about it. The responsibility has been passed to the Federal Ministry of Public Services, which is asking contractors to submit bids on the job. In a letter to the ministry, the foundation spells out its concerns that this is not being treated like the emergency that it is. We're asking them, speed it up, get on with it, because by March we may not have the opportunity to get in there and do anything useful. And the consequences of not getting the passage opened in time for the 2020 salmon migration are truly dire. Extinction is a very real possibility, and even if we don't go all the way to extinction, these stocks being pushed back to extremely low numbers where it will take decades for them to rebuild. And Aylesworth, Global News. The Ministry of Public Services and Procurement did not respond to our request for response to this story. Well, why this school resources officer abandoned his cruiser and chased a vehicle on foot after the forecast. Very surprising. Uh, there are some weird things going on in wild weather, causing outages on Vancouver Island, crews heading to Machosan and Colwood, all kinds of things happening out there. Yvonne, give us the latest. Yeah, the winds have really picked up this afternoon. It'll ease off uh, this evening, but near the Harrow Strait, we've seen some of the gusts. And here's the current look out of Saturn Island, for example. Gusts of over 40 areas near Victoria right now at 48 kilometers and out of the airport at 40. It is going to start to ease off, but it is very wet and windy, and we'll continue to see that even leading in towards tomorrow. A quick glance at some of the highways, mountain passes. This is what it looks like on the Coke right now. Whistler, a significant amount of snow is going to continue to fall this evening and in towards tomorrow. So this evening it does ramp up for many areas, the snow especially for the interior and many areas along the mountain passes and then by tomorrow morning we should start to see it ease off across Metro Vancouver. We are looking at showers through the day and then it picks up once again towards the evening so it remains unsettled over the next two days and the latter half of the weekend it is going to brighten up. A quick snapshot once again for some of the warnings. So a significant amount of snow continuing along the mountain passes Friday, easing off Saturday afternoon. If you do have travel plans to 75 centimeters. The connector 25 in the rain. By tomorrow morning, 15 up to 70 millimeters for the Fraser Valley. Sea to sky, 15 centimeters and the Pine Pass, 48. Avalanche warning has been increased to high to considerable for many areas. It'll be very dangerous over the next few days with a very tricky snowpack. If you're heading into the backcountry, dangerous conditions and rainfall totals this evening, anywhere between 20 and potentially up to 30 millimeters for most areas and higher amounts of over 40 millimeters for the North Shore Mountains. So unsettled for tomorrow, we are looking at the risk of thunderstorms. We are going to see that transition for lower elevations tomorrow with the snow level at 1,300 meters and most areas along the south coast for tomorrow. Unsettled on and off showers, still seeing heavier rainfall for this evening. Five-day forecast. We're hoping to see some bright spots and that'll be in towards our Sunday. Guys? All right. Thanks, Yvonne. 
Well, we've seen a lot of police chases in the news business, but never one where the officer is chasing the suspect vehicle on foot. That's right. It happened in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Officer Carlos Carmo noticed a black SUV rolling by with one person in the passenger seat, another in the back seat, but no driver. He didn't have time to get into his cruiser, so he just ran after it, and he managed to get his hands on the passenger door and stopped the vehicle by dragging his feet. Oh, no. He suffered minor injuries. No word on who was in the vehicle, but it was a hill. And maybe the driver got out and forgot to put it in park. Not sure how it happened. Wait, isn't that how Fred Flintstone... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Goes and stops. That's how he yeah. stopped his car. <laughs> Never heard Fred Flintstone. Exactly. It was fun. Uh, well done. And he had bare feet. That's true. I don't think they'd invented shoes yet. No, they hadn't. But they, for some reason, invented cars, and they taught pterodactyls how to be like passenger jets. I don't know how they did that and not got the shoes part right. Okay, and they taught little elephants how to become a dishwasher. <laughs> well, priorities. <laughs> what are the Canucks wishing for for Christmas? A win. A win, or, or maybe several. Probably more. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't win one of these games before Christmas, if they don't, things are not going to be very jolly at Rogers Arena. And uh, none of the three games before Christmas are easy. Pittsburgh's here on Saturday, albeit a day after having to play the Oilers, so that might give the Canucks a break. And the Oilers will be here on Monday, but tonight it's the Golden Knights of Vegas who put the worst beatdown on the Canucks this month, just last Sunday. I had to patch already. He finds Stone, who's in on the right side, to the net, scores! It seems like every time the Canucks roll the dice against Vegas, it comes up snake eyes. In nine all-time meetings against the Golden Knights, the Canucks have just one win, and that was in a shootout. Vegas plays fast and furious, and they've got size and skill to go with it. It's a tough combination for the Canucks to deal with. Moving in, deep, scores! You know, our, our bigger, heavier guys, you know, they're skilled too and, you know, they can skate and, um, you know, I think we have a pretty complete forward group up front and they do a good job playing playing that style. You know, you could have a game plan and talk all you want, but if you don't execute and don't don't compete, it uh, doesn't matter who you play against in this league, um, you know, they'll have your way with you. So we, we've, we're right there, I think. I mean, I think we're doing some good things. We just got to try to put it together for 60. We've proven we could do that before. But Vegas just seems to have their number. Five of those nine wins have been decisive by three goals or more. Timing is everything in the NHL. The Golden Knights had an uneven first quarter of the season, barely playing 500 hockey. But the Canucks get them while Vegas is back on track. The Golden Knights are 8-2-1 and one in their last 11 and just a point out of the lead in the Pacific. Good news is, is everyone feels confident about their game right now and uh, there's always going to be ups and downs throughout the year and and you know we hope that we look back on this season and uh, the adversity that we handled uh, can make us better. The Canucks are going the other way, 7-12-1 in their last 20 and sinking fast in the West. We have to nip it in the butt right away. Um, you know, it's yeah, in the in the Western in our conference right now. It's 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 so tight, and I think you know every game matters, every point matters, and we need to find a way to start getting some wins here and and uh, and get on a roll before Christmas and before the crunch time comes. All right, Alex Edler, first full Canucks practice in nearly three weeks today. He's missed eight games with an upper body injury. Will not play tonight, but could possibly be back in the lineup before the Christmas break. He is missed big time because he plays big time minutes on the blue line for the Canucks. 
Yeah, it's always frustrating when you're out of the lineup. Uh, uh, you know, you always want to be out there to help your teammates. Uh, uh, but you know, I've been through a few injuries, so I know there's uh, there's nothing uh, you can do but just uh, follow the process to get healthy again. All right, Bruins and Islanders. There's Barry Trotz. It's one nothing Boston. They've been struggling of late. Johnny Boychuk, big shot, big goal. It's one one. Honeycomb's big. It's not small. Sorry to throw that in. Uh, anyway, then boy, Chuck to Matt Barzell. Local boy, making good. And, uh, oh, no, it's the other way. Islanders won that 3-2 in a shootout over Boston. All right. World Junior pre-tournament game, Canada-Switzerland. The kid from Newfoundland, Dawson Mercer, scores the goal here to make it 1-0 for the Canadians. They'll take on the U.S. in the first game on Boxing Day. It was hot. Eight seconds into the second, Liam Foody scores. Two nothing, and then the Giants defenseman Bowen Byram scores. And he'll be a big. Why do I keep saying big today? He'll be a key member of Canada in this tournament. Okay, when the Seahawks host Arizona this Sunday, it'll be a big game. Uh, they'll be down one of their main receivers with Josh Gordon. He's under suspension again for substance abuse. The good news, though, is Tyler Lockett is getting healthier by the day. And, of course, Seattle has Russell Wilson at quarterback, who seems to have the ability to work with whomever the Seahawks have for him to throw to. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, our guys are ready to roll. Uh, they're excited. They're excited to play. And um, David Moore is going to step up. Malik's going to step up. Uh, JB's going to step up, get back in the game a lot more. And uh, so that, I think that's going to be a good thing for us. And those guys have played great. So I uh, have all the trust in the world in all the, our receiving room. And that's, that, that room is unbelievable. So it's been cool to uh, be with those guys. Is there a more positive person than Russell Wilson? Okay. Big game tonight in the NBA, Lakers and Milwaukee. LeBron James against the Greek freak. James backing in, basket. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, he can go to the hoop, obviously, but what makes him extra dangerous is the big man has a shot from outside the arc. And it's a big lead, a game with the big. Milwaukee, 74-58. I really got to think of a new word. Bigly. Rather than, rather than big. Oh, Bigly, yeah. <laughs> Huge. Large. Huge. Huge. That would work. This house is going to be familiar to a lot of people. Hallmark Movies. Mm-hmm. It, it's polarizing, <laughs> controversial in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, but they certainly are pumping a lot of money into movie production in this region. Yeah, they well, shoot a lot here. There's one area they particularly like, especially when they're doing Christmas movies, and that's out in Mount Lehman. There's a, a, a few houses out there they love. So, uh, the people out there, if you go online and look at Mount Lehman Home Tour, are putting their houses, the ones you see in the movies, on tour, basically. They're opening them up for a very good reason. And here is the homes, here are the homes, and here is the reason. This weekend, in this Mount Lehman neighborhood, you can hang out with movie stars. But not human ones. Here, the houses are the stars. So we have had more than 25 Hallmark filmed movies filmed here and most of them are Christmas because we have such a wonderful Christmas house. Marrying Father Christmas. Lovers of Hallmark Christmas movies may not know it, but they're also lovers of Mount Lehman. When the movie crews come to film in our homes, they actually they laugh and say, "This is a, a Hallmark 
movie for real. It's like yeah. a Hallmark movie come to life. So the neighborhood decided to use this fame for a good cause at Christmas. They want to help the international justice mission fight human trafficking. And to do it, they are opening their homes for tours. And we have six homes in the tour, all on little country block. And we are hosting anyone who's interested in coming to see where Hallmark makes their magic. Each home has the way the home would decorate for Christmas. The vision for this event is that you'll see beautiful homes and you'll be able to see where Hallmark movies have been filmed and there'll be live music and food, but also that it is a rescue party so that together we will be able to fund a rescue in a very concrete way, change the lives of people this year that they will literally get freedom for Christmas. So they opened them up last weekend and they'll open them up again this weekend. Again, go online, Mount Lehman Christmas Home Tour. You'll find out all the details. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well Beautiful. done. Uh, okay, yes, and in some parts of the province, it, it's going to look like a white Christmas, isn't it? Absolutely, especially along the mountain passes. It continues uh, for the Friday and into Saturday afternoon. A significant amount. Uh, check with Drive BC before you head out on the roads. Great advice, yeah. We know the Coca-Cola is looking really messy right about now. So thanks for watching. Have a great night.